Welcome to the All or Nothing Podcast, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm the host, Rodrigo Ballone. This episode, we're going to focus on e-commerce. And our next guest has been in the industry since the beginning. He's currently a partner at the digital commerce agency, Zaylab, and has worked with some of the top companies around the world. Let's welcome David Ebel. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on. David, you started working in e-commerce back in the early 2000s when it was a brand new concept. A lot of companies saw value right away, but consumers, not so quick. It took some time for customers to feel safe buying online and to fully adapt a lifestyle of purchasing different things over the web. So tell us, what advice would you give someone who is selling a new innovative product that isn't common in the marketplace? No, that's a good question. You know, early on, the adoption was mostly by people who were more interested in the technology than necessarily the products they were purchasing. And then as that expanded and you had reputable sources come, um, Amazons and, and Ebays, uh, it became more of a convenience. But for people who are selling something uncommon in the market today, you know, they're going to face challenges of reputability just like the early adopters did. Um, so, you know, having that community, having that, um, having the backing of a large major site or a large community of users is probably the best thing they can do. You look at uh, some of the firms that come out and, and build and sell innovative products on like Kickstarter or those other crowdfunding sites, they're, they're doing just that. They're leveraging the name of Kickstarter, they're leveraging the community of people who, uh, who, who donate uh, to add credibility to what they're building. And uh, so that, that's an approach I would look at if selling something that was uh, new and, and innovative. Early in your career, you were a director at GoDaddy.com. You were actually there in 2005 during the time that GoDaddy released its legendary Super Bowl commercial where there were no special <laughs> effects, just uh, a girl in the courtroom with the GoDaddy tank top. Now, that ad generated a lot of buzz and GoDaddy literally became a household name overnight. What was unique about that experience that you can only find in that environment? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. That, I, I was there. I was an early employee, and uh, I recall uh, Bob Parsons, the founder and CEO, uh, calling me and a couple others uh, on the development team into, into his office to look at the um, casting uh, edits of that video. And I wow. saw three different girls, and, and one of them was Candace. And uh, we, we all got a good laugh at it, but I'll be honest. Um, out of everybody in that room, I think Bob was the only one who really saw what it was going to be. I think we saw it and thought it was a cute video. Um, and then we were uh, all up there late at night in the office preparing for the, the Super Bowl commercial and the expected traffic that we were going to see. And, of course, uh, the controversy was that they played it. It was scheduled to play again, and we were all we knew exactly when it was going to play in order. And when it came time to play the second time, we saw another commercial. And everyone in the room started looking around. Bob comes in the room. Uh, Barb Rechterman, his, his right hand and uh, vice president, uh, looked very worried. They went off into an office, and, and uh, we found out, I think, a couple days later that someone had called and said that commercial was a little too much and, uh, and, and pulled it from the second running. The results and legal fallout of that were, uh, were interesting, and uh, some of them, I think, that still can't be discussed. But um, it's just amazing for me to think about the contrast of, of that fairly tame Super Bowl commercial with, with what we see on a regular basis today. 
No, you're right about that. Um, that's really nothing. I mean, that's I'm, I'm sure that was racy back then, but that's <laughs> you know, it's nothing now. Well, you mentioned currently you're at Zay Lab. You're actually a partner there, which is a, a digital commerce agency for for those who don't know. What type of services do you guys offer, and what type of companies can benefit the most? Yeah, well, so you know, something that a lot of people don't understand is if you're a major brand, um, you know, let's say you know Carter's or you know Barney's of New York or any any of these major brands that have websites out there, and you're looking to build or expand upon your e-commerce solution, there's only a, there's only a number of ways you can go about that. You could hire a bunch of developers and start to build the solution from scratch, and that's very rarely a good idea, and and, and generally people do not do that. The alternative is they look at a, a small number of enterprise e-commerce platforms that are available for purchase. Um, you know, it's, they, they oftentimes need help determining what's the best platform for purchase. Uh, Zaylab, for example, is an SAP Gold partner. We work um, heavily with SAP's e-commerce platform called Hybris, um, but IBM has one, Oracle has one, and there's a few others. But there's really only about a half dozen. Um, so at Zaylab, we help customers. Uh, who want to grow aggressively their e-commerce channel or have some solutions they want to fix. We help them determine what's the right path forward. Uh, if that involves purchasing an e-commerce platform and building a new website, we'll help them do that. Uh, we help them drive revenue through the website through marketing and technology. Um, and most importantly, I think we, we host and manage that solution for them. So we provide ongoing services that continue to drive revenue and continue to drive innovation so that they're not just jumping from one project or one platform to another. Instead, they're on a more stable and aggressive growth trajectory. Uh, and to do that, they need, they need a solid e-commerce partner. And that's, that's what we are, and, that, and that's what we do for our customers. Well, a lot of times when a company is looking for a new solution, it's because they're already experiencing the pains of not having something better. So for our listeners, what are some signs or some red flags that a company is probably in need of your e-commerce services? Well, I mean, the first one would be spending more time being limited by you know, technology or by existing systems rather than innovating. So if, if a business is coming up with an idea for a promotion, for example, or you know, the idea of targeting certain content to certain types of buyers, and the response from the IT organization is that they just can't do that. Um, that would be one. I, we feel strongly, uh, Evan Klein, who founded the company, along with myself and, and the leadership here, we feel very strongly that technology should not limit business innovation. And so what our passion is is to find ways to, to eliminate those barriers and to make that innovation a, a core of, of each of our, our partners. Other, other signs might be the amount of time that's spent just keeping the lights on. We have customers who, uh, on a weekly basis, come in on the weekends, or late at night to schedule content publishes. Um, you know, if a lot of the time of your team is being spent doing things which aren't directly related to your growth or your business, uh, probably a good idea to look at how to address those and shift the business's focus a little bit. Well, most companies need a digital footprint if they want to be successful moving forward. What advice would you give an entrepreneur looking to generate more income online? You know, the, depending on the technology and the products available, you know, there's a whole world of opportunity around content and personalization. Uh, you know, customers generally go to websites and they generally view the same categories, products, and promotions as everyone else. Uh, and if you think about it, uh, one of the benefits of a digital store is that 
uh, unlike a physical store, you, you don't necessarily have to do that. Um, if I walk into uh, you know a Macy's, I, I'm going to walk through the women's section first, maybe because I parked near that. And so I, I spend the first you know, 20 to 30 seconds of my in-store experience looking at things I'm absolutely not going to be purchasing that day. Um, online, we have the ability to fix that. And, and it's absolutely real. It, you know, the, the early adopters have been doing it for a number of years. And it's extremely effective. You know, we measure success in e-commerce usually in terms of conversion. So what percentage of customers visit your site and actually make a purchase? And we know this. I mean, part of Zaylab is a science-based approach. And we're able to look at the statistics and the analytics. And one of the things we, we see very clearly is that the investments in personalization and content targeting uh, deliver very high return on investment. So it's a very smart thing to spend your time and your money on. You have experience leading teams at small, medium, and large-sized companies. What are some of the key things that need to be done to get everyone on the same page and create a culture where everyone is motivated to make the team better? That's a great question. I'm, I'll do my best to answer it. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, to be honest, I mean, I, I certainly don't have all the answers in that regard. It's, it's a difficult thing. Um, I know that at places like GoDaddy, and uh, even at a place called Acuity Group, which is another firm I, I used to work with, um, we had a very strong culture. And I've tried very hard to bring that to Zaylab and foster it. And I think the way that I found works best is to have that clear mission, to, be, to have a purpose for what we're doing. Um, there are a lot of digital consultancies out there that are trying to get customers, that are trying to deploy as many websites as they can and to grow revenue. And I think if that was the message and, and the spirit that I brought to work each day, uh, I think it'd be very hard to develop that type of a culture. Um, instead, you know, Evan and I and the, and the people that we hire and you know, the team here, we are here to do it better. We are here to eliminate the barriers of technology and to drive continual innovation for our customers. And we do that in how we develop. Uh, we use a continuous integration delivery approach, uh, which makes our projects faster and uh, allows us to do the basics much faster and cheaper than anyone else so that we can spend the extra time and extra savings on innovation. So the mission that we have is clear. And I think the people who sign up and, and work with, for Zaylab, uh, whether they're in the United States or whether they're on a global team, uh, they've worked at a regular agency. They've seen how that works, and they are passionate about um, bringing something new to it. And that's why they're here. In your business, you're constantly competing with other solution providers to win new business. In most cases, the potential client is looking at two or three more options when they're evaluating you. What advice would you give someone who has an appointment with a potential client and is looking to create a long-term re relationship with them? Well, I think from my perspective, I'm a technologist. I was a developer at GoDaddy, and I spent 10 years developing code. And uh, the approach that I've seen work the best is to get right into problem solving. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of times it's tempting to to show a new client a presentation that has nine slides that explain why you're the greatest in the world. Uh, you know, if you really look at the client's face when they're looking at those type of slides, yeah, I, I really defy you to say that they're interested. I think the client has brought you there uh, because they've got a problem, and they and they believe that it's possible you could solve that problem. Um, we know in this business that problems are never never simple. So the most effective approach is to get in there and start to dive into the details and to really understand what the business needs uh, and to offer some solutions. And I think that if you can build that type of a partnership 
through your effort and through your consulting uh, early on in the process, uh, then the customer already is going to have that relationship and that trust with you uh, and be ready to, 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 to partner up and, and solve some long-term problems. I want to quote you real quick. I read in, in one of your blog posts that you said, businesses don't have finish lines and neither does the evolution of digital commerce. I love that quote and that mentality. In your experience, how do you continuously adapt to an environment that's constantly changing? Well, I think, first of all, you know, recognizing that it's going to change. You know, one of the things that Evan and I both have seen at previous organizations is that the approach that, that garnered success initially, whether that was you know, development on a certain platform or uh, a certain type of customer engagement, um, if, if there was an approach that was very successful, the company tend to solidify that and make that the core of their business. So let's say a customer was focused on IBM and that was very successful. Um, that was the core of their business. And maybe they would extend and add on various other services but at the core, both at, uh, of what they believe they are and, and their leadership is and all of that, they, they stay rooted in that, that fundamental technology or that fundamental approach. Um, I, I believe that doesn't work as well. I think what Zalab is, is we are fundamentally rooted in the evolution, in, in the continual improvement of how we do these e-commerce and these technology projects of all types. Um, because it should be changing and it should be getting better. And I think in that same post you're, you're referencing, the, real, the spirit of it is that you know, it hasn't happened fast enough. You know, customers 10 years ago were, were spending uh, about the same amount of money uh, to get about the same level of functionality. Uh, in, in 10 years of that, that's gone by, the names of the, the partners have changed, the names of the platforms have changed, but really, fundamentally, it still costs about that same amount of money and the same amount of time to do things. And, and that's uh, that needs to change. And at Zalab, for instance, a, a project that would typically take five or six months, we're able to do in 90 days, and we're able to repeat that process. And that's the starting point for us. We want to get it uh, even to shrink that that core table stakes implementation even smaller, because that's what gives us the room to innovate. You mentioned that a common mistake that companies make is that uh, a lot of companies try to grow by selling new services or products, but they don't adjust their selling methods. They just continue to use the same selling tactics and approach as their other products. Can you go into how a company can avoid that common mistake and develop the right game plan for each product? Well, it's a challenge. I, I think um, there was a time and a place where the trajectory of enterprise e-commerce and enterprise technology projects was on a slower path. And I, I think that's changed, and we've all seen that change. We've seen things happen much quicker and change much faster. Um, the mentality that has created success in the new market, in the contemporary space, um, I think lends itself to, to more flexibility. And what am I saying? What, what I'm saying is I think if you're a well-established firm and you've been successful in the industry a long time, I think recognizing the need to fundamentally change the approach to a more dynamic approach and a more technology agnostic one uh, is probably the starting point. Uh, you know, fortunately, you know, coming into Zalab uh, this year, Zalab having, having been around for about uh, almost five years, uh, we're still early enough in the game that we're able to recognize what the contemporary e-commerce landscape is like and build our solutions in a way that they're supportive of everything that's associated with that. And it's not they're never tied down to one specific platform. I, ho I hope that makes sense. No, definitely does. Now, 
you've mentioned before that uh, companies of all types, really in all types of industries, are investing in technology and analytics to convert customers and grow their business. How do you see the future of e-commerce and what type of companies do you see being successful in the future? Yeah, I mean, what, what we're definitely seeing is the consolidation of, of area. So, you know, before you had, you know, Google Analytics, and before Google Analytics, you had companies like, you know, Fluid and, and uh, Omniture. And now you see with SAP marketing that you've got analytics being combined with your e-commerce platform, being combined with your personalization and your promotions engine, and then Hybris combined with the order management system. Uh, and then Hybris is not far off from the ERP solution. There's pre-built integrations there. So even within the SAP ecosystem, you've seen a consolidation of what used to be separate areas of the business um, all pulled into one. The same thing happens when people talk about omni-channel. Uh, you know, it used to be called cross-channel. So you know, your channel was your retail store, and cross-channel was your online. That got changed to, to omni-channel because everyone realized that ultimately there's one customer. Right, and that customer needs to have a similar experience, no matter whether they're on mobile or they're on desktop or they're they're coming into the store. Um, so that consolidation, so that technology starts to fade away, and it starts to become about the business and about the customer, and then hopefully about the products that are being sold. Um, that's where we're heading, and, and there's a lot of software solutions out there that are making that easy. The only other thing I would I would add is, is you, we're seeing a lot of success in software as a service. Um, approaches. Um, you know, there's a mixed bag with software as a service. Uh, it, it's good in, in some cases that it takes a lot less time to get a solution up and running, which I like. Um, but it's also hard to be competitive if you're on a software as a service platform and all of your competitors are on that same platform. You know, it's difficult in that case to stand out. It's difficult to build IP for your business when you know 80% of it is living on uh, your, your vendor's solution. So. What I like is I like more of a managed services approach where the client themselves owns the technology um, and they use a partner like Zaylab to provide them uh, the managed services, the support to keep the solution up and running, the development teams to innovate, the marketing specialists to make sure that they're driving revenue. And so they, they have a long-term technology partner that, so, that supports the development of, of their e-commerce solution. That's an interesting point about SaaS solutions because you're right. Every company using that same SaaS product pretty much has the same solution as their competitor. But for those who work in managed services and have multiple services that they can provide, they can really differentiate themselves and add more value to the client when it comes to bringing new products on board and making sure that that client is staying ahead of the curve instead of doing what everybody else is doing in that SaaS ecosystem. David, is there anything else you would like to tell our audience before you go? Well, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, it's, it's interesting to have a conversation. You certainly ask really good questions. You got me thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess, I, I guess the only thing I would say is, is, is take a look at, at Zaylab. You know, what we've got out there is, is I think, innovative and interesting. Um, you know, the, the reason I, I was able to move from, from the West Coast over here to Westport was because uh, I really believe in what, what we're doing. I believe we're truly helping customers uh, in, in the global approach and the continuous delivery approach is not something that I think other people are doing uh, as much as, as they should. So um, check it out. I'd love to hear from you. Definitely will. David, thanks for being on our show. You gave a lot of good information that our listeners could use moving forward. So I really appreciate your time. 
Now, if you want to hear more interviews like this, you can follow the All or Nothing podcast on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. That's a wrap for this week's episode of All or Nothing, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm the host, Rodrigo Ballone.